Hello and welcome to Movie Madness with myself, Jonathan Watson, and my good friend, Tom Bat. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm always good. I'm always good. Always. How, how, I mean, are you actually good? Or are you great? Are you adequate? Are you um, satisfactory? I'd say I'm good. You're good? Yeah. You are good. good. I'm good. You're good. I'm at a good level. Good level. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I don't want to overexert myself in any way. Yeah, yeah, of course. But at the same time, I'm not in any state of depression. Yeah. I'm well, just good. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, do you like orange juice, Tom? Do you wake up with a nice glass of orange juice? I do like orange juice in the morning. Do you prefer your orange juice smooth, or do you like it with bits in it? Um, I'm not too fussy. Either really. way. Either way. I like a Either bit of pulp sometimes. Yeah. You like it pulped? But at the same time, I wouldn't mind it smooth. When it comes to I literature? Think, I think if I had a choice, I'd probably go for the smooth. Smooth? Yeah. Uh, what about... Just because otherwise you get the bits in your mouth and... Yeah. But if they had pulped, then... Yeah. I'd go for the one with pulp. I don't really like pulped. I'd prefer it just smooth. smooth. I don't like bits in it. It's like yogurts. I don't like yogurts with like bits of fruit in it. So you don't like that sort of gritty sort of... No, I hate that. I, do, I want it smooth. Like, yeah. I really like um, those little uh, Miller pots that you can get. Okay, yeah. Stuff, those kind of things, yeah. you know, where it's just... I'm like a kid, basically, with right. what I like. Um, I mean, when it comes to literature and stuff, do you prefer, you know, factual books or do you like... Do you like a, a good novel... <laughs> A good John Grisham. Um, I know where you're going with this. Where, where, where am I going with this? And I do actually read Pulp Fiction. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> you do? I'm serious, I do. You do read I it? I do seriously read <laughs> do you? Pulp Fiction, yeah. You read Pulp Fiction? We're yeah. talking Pulp Fiction this week. Yeah. We are. I, I like reading those sort of small, quick, paperbacky kind of detective-y you do. crime. Yeah, see, I actually things. prefer um, Smooth Factual. Smooth factual. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of that genre. It's a, uh, it's basically um, resourceful books, um, like fact finders, um, right. uh, but with, with, with a, a, a smooth, a smooth, um, a smooth cover. A smooth cover. Yeah. So you can run your hands over it. Yeah, it's it's nice and, yeah. Yeah. And just, just read about, um, you know, whatever you want, really. Yeah. Uh, What's the longest river in the world? You know, something like that. Okay. You know, it's the Nile. Um, right. Yeah. And I learnt that from my smooth... S- smooth factual. Factual book. Sounds like an album name. Yeah. Jonathan Watson, Smooth Factual. Yes. Uh, it'll be very, very much a trendy kind of jazz album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just... This is Smooth Factual. You, you yeah. on the cover... When in a tuxedo with the bow tie loops. Yeah, yeah. And a trilby. Yeah, just going... Maybe finger guns. Yeah, finger guns. They're always with the finger guns. They're my, they're my go-to response. Dance moves. Jonathan Watson. Smooth factual. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then one of, yeah, and the first song uh, will be Sticky Fingers. <laughs> be the first. Sticky Fingers. <laughs> Sticky fingers, everybody likes sticky fingers. Everybody, <laughs> um, yeah. So smooth factual, sticky fingers by Jonathan Watson. That will be uh, coming out soon. Um, 
look for that in your local. I don't mean sticky fingers will be coming out soon. I mean, <laughs> should we talk about Pulp Fiction? Yeah, well, let's not talk about Spoof Factual, let's talk about Pulp Fiction. Okay, so Pulp Fiction, if you've never seen it before, um, is a film by Mr. Quentin Tarantino, uh, which is arguably his greatest film he's ever done. Um, Big cast in this film. Eclectic cast, yeah, an ensemble, as they would say. Possibly one of the greatest ensembles of all time. Yeah, (coughs) I mean, you look at... In terms of variety and the sort of people that pop up in it. There's certain people that you forget. Yeah, but the people you forget about, like I think a lot of people might forget about Bruce Willis, for example, mm. in Pulp Fiction. Like you, because whenever anyone thinks of Pulp Fiction, I think they instantly think Travolta and mm. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yeah, they instantly think of those people, and then you like someone like Bruce. Willis. it was good how Quentin Tarantino managed to get people like Bruce Willis, who yeah. are big actors. But managed to get him to play a, small a smaller role. role. Yeah. And him to just go, yeah, yeah, I'll take yeah. that happily. Yeah. Um, I think because I think you, I think a lot of people respect Quentin Tarantino as a director um, and just want to be, yeah, I'll take the role, whatever it is, I want something. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know if you do a Tarantino film, you're going to get some real juicy dialogue. Yeah, definitely. And a cool character. Well, you'd hope a cool character. They're not all cool characters. So. I think in their own way. I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I probably wouldn't. Maybe not cool, but I wouldn't interesting. Have wanted, I wouldn't. Have, well, I wouldn't have wanted to play. You know, the gimp. You know, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting role. But I wouldn't Actually, have wanted to play. We don't know who played the gimp. We don't. And I, I think the they gimp probably doesn't keeps want that quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what's your name for the credits? Sorry, quite catch that. Yeah, they actually got. He, he he wasn't playing a role. He's actually he like is, that. They just like, got a gimp. He's just a sick fuck. <laughs> uh, That's Tarantino's a, private gimp. Do you know what? Let's get that out of the way. Let's get out of the way, and then we can enjoy the rest of the podcast. Because that scene, oh, we have to talk about it. Oh yeah, we have to talk about it because it's, it's a pivotal the scene, that scene in the cinema. Remembers. Yeah, it is because everyone goes. Oh, do you fancy watching Pulp Fiction? And then you instantly go. Do you know what? I don't know if I want to watch it. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch this film purely for that scene. It's it's such a good film, but it's, I always think of that scene and then poor think, do you know what, I might Rames, give it a miss. Man. Poor Bing Rames. I, I can't believe he took that role on. I can't believe he, he, he said, yeah, all right, I'll do it. It's like, I, I would not want... Because I look no, at it. he didn't really fucking... Obviously, he didn't really get fucked up the arse. And it's obviously... A lot of people who who like being fucked up the arse. So there's not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting fucked up the arse if it's consensual and you want to get fucked up the arse. Yeah, but not, you were just saying that if Quentin Tarantino offered you a role in his films, you'd take it. No, no, so no. If Tarantino no, said you, to you said, "Do you want to be in my film?" <laughs> no, wait a minute. You said that they're all good roles to play. I'm not saying I said I, they're interesting. I wouldn't take. I wouldn't yeah, but take the role that Thing Rames played is still an interesting role. It's still fun to play. <laughs> fun to play obviously not that scene but Marcellus Wallace was a good character oh yeah it was, it was a good character yeah up until that point I, I mean I probably wouldn't have taken that role no to be honest because he's a great actor Ving Rhames um, he's done some really good films and that but I always just anytime I see him I just think oh yeah you got fucked up the arse with both but he didn't really <laughs> I know he didn't really I know he's I know he's an actor but that's what you immediately think. 
I think he maybe maybe could have had an even bigger career if he hadn't been fucked up the arse in Pulp Fiction. Um, no, because I don't think anyone would remember it then. I think that Actually, film you know? made him memorable. That film memorable opened the... up doors. <laughs> it opened up certain <laughs> things. <laughs> also, Bruce Willis really pisses me off in that scene. <laughs> Because he takes so long to choose. Fucking takes forever. God, getting fucked up the arse. <laughs> and he's like, "Now, what do I want to use? Oh, sword. So hmm. I use that hmm. badminton racket like, there. <laughs> so it's like, what? You like, just fucking pick something. Pick something up and fucking knock him out with it. It's like, for fuck's sake, Bruce. <laughs> I know this guy was actually trying to kill you a minute ago, but Best I'm pretty hell. sure if you save his life now. It's all going to be. There's a lot of stuff there that would work just fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he'll be happy that you've saved him from (laughs) from that, and he'll probably let you go, Bruce. Just help him. It's kind of like a part of Bruce Willis is. It's kind of thinking. He's kind of enjoying. I suppose, yeah, in a way, he's like, I'm just (coughs) going to save him, but in a minute. Yeah, we'll give it some time. Which is terrible. It's absolutely <laughs> it's terrible. A dick but it's just oh, it is a horrible scene. It is it is horrible. Yeah. It's just because um, if it's uh, if there's no consent there, then um, it shouldn't be happening. Of course, it's just it's disgraceful. It is. Um, it is. If you, if you're happy and and you know you want to do it, then fine. You know, knock yourself out. But if uh, if you're not, yeah. then it, this should not be happening. I, I do find it. I, the characters that do it, I kind of wonder about how that came about. Yeah, it's the way the guy that owns the store. Yeah, sort of gets them under gunpoint in the first place. Yeah, I mean, is the are these just customers in his store? Does he do it to all the customers that come yeah, in? Yeah, how often do they do this? How, you know, how much money are they missing out on? It's like no, mate. I'm, a, I'm in the store. I'm a genuine customer here who wants to like, yeah. like give you money. For I this. want to buy like at least several hundred pounds like, worth of stuff you, in here. You need to earn. You like Get in the you, basement. You, you need to earn some money to keep this, you know, afloat. So yeah. like maybe you should actually, so, you know, yeah, let me buy my stuff and fuck off because I might come back and buy more stuff. You know, and tell other yeah, people about it. How many customers is he losing out on? And what? Are yeah. the, I mean, even if the customers get to leave. Yeah, I mean they only left because they managed to get away. But yeah, are they killing their customers afterwards? How are you, how are you running a shop like that? I don't know. I've, I've no business sense there. That's there isn't. Is there? If I was a financial advisor, that business plan mm. would not sell me at all. Mm. I'd be looking at it thinking, yeah, I see your expenses there, and yeah, you want to fuck people up the arse. <laughs> all your customers are coming. Where are you actually bringing in money from? Because you spend... You've, you've got a lot of outgoings. You spend um, £200,000 on your sex dungeon. Um, this... But you need to... This isn't enough. You haven't been paying for there's, there's no income coming in here. Yeah. How are you paying the 200 grand off? Yeah. You got your loan with the Halifax. <laughs> exactly. The bank must be coming along saying, look, you're not paying back your loan. Yeah. Are you not making money? Yeah. And he's saying, well, it's been a bit of a rough month. Yeah, I've done a bit too much fucking. Fuck not, enough, fucking not enough selling. All the customers keep. I can't help it, but all the customers they they keep coming in, and I'm fucking them up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking too you know, many. Big pardon. Yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah. 
Yeah, I've... can I have some more money? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want more money for? I'm going to get in a sex swing. <laughs> well, how much do they cost? I don't know, 20 grand or something? Yeah. 20 grand? 20 is a, it's a big sex swing. Could fit four people on it. Fine, but this is the last loan we give you at Halifax. <laughs> All right. You can have to go to Lloyd's. They're, and they're, they'll ask more questions. They will. So, yeah. Yeah. And they're not into bestiality stop at Lloyd's. Stop fucking your customers up the arse. Yeah, stop fucking your customers. Don't move on to animals, because Lloyd's, their horse is in charge of them, so... Exactly, they're, yeah. They're going to be annoying And that you. horse, if you piss off that horse... Yeah. I'll, well, say no more. Yeah. Because they love horse, but they don't like whores. Yeah. And Lloyd's. Yeah, and you're coming across as a bit of a whore. <laughs> you are. Yeah, dirty bastard. Anyway, so we've got that scene out of the way. <laughs> scene done. Yeah. So we won't talk about that anymore. Um, I like the way that obviously all the characters merge into one. They all kind of intertwine. Yeah. They all I feel like they're separate stories, instantly. but they all connect in some way. Yeah. It's like a... It's like a... A Love Actually thriller. Yeah, a darker Love Or should actually. I say Love Actually is like a, a, a rom-com Pulp Fiction? It's like a... Cause... Love Actually is Pulp Fiction without the arse fucking. <laughs> well, we don't know. We, we, we <laughs> Do really we... don't know. We don't know. There's was, was probably a lot that Martin Freeman doesn't want to talk about in that film. Um, okay. Other than that, I think it's pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Favourite character? Um, a favourite character. So it's probably going to be Samuel L. Jackson's character, Jules. Yeah. 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 Just because he has some of the best lines. Yeah. A royale with cheese. A royale with cheese. That's my favourite line of the whole film. A royale with cheese. Uh, and the wallet as well. I love his wallet. Yeah. It's the one that says, bad motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... I had an epiphany, a moment of clarity. <laughs> he has got some great lines in that film, hasn't he? He is cool. Yeah. He's a cool motherfucker. He's a badass motherfucker. Are you done? He's a cool... Oh, you're done? Well, then allow me to retort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? <laughs> Just every line that he says, I think, is quotable. Yeah, oh, yeah. But then you look at, like, Tim Roth. Tim Roth, Yeah. He plays a really small part in that in that film. Yeah, yeah. They he went in, but it's still quite. Did Reservoir Dogs? And you thought, will you do another? Yeah, another film with me? Yeah, of course. I do it. Of course do I will. Because you, you gave me such a good role in the last film. I just want to be a part of a Tarantino. Whatever flick. it is you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Uma Thurman is really cool as well in that film. Mm. I think. Travolta and Uma Thurman that dance good dancing scene. yeah uh, smooth moves probably the most like well definitely up there as one of the most iconic dance scenes in a in a film yeah can't think of too many more possibly dirty dancing dirty dancing yeah it's maybe the most iconic um, you've obviously got those like flash dance and footloose and stuff in between his movie in between his film um, obviously is up there one of the best dancing um, yeah um, but I'd probably say Pulp Fiction <laughs> Pulp Fiction takes other than it Dirty takes, Dancing I think yeah, maybe takes, takes the crown yeah yeah um, so yeah really cool I, that scene as well <clears throat> um, 
in Pulp Fiction where uh, she overdoses. Oh yeah, that's horrible scene. That's, that's really horrible. Yeah, really horrible scene. Wasn't that um, that scene? Didn't that actually happen in real life? I think didn't you? Was it you talking yeah. about this? Yeah, in the guy in Taxi Driver that yeah. sells the yes. guns. Yeah, to Rob De Niro's character. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he was a real, I think he was a drug dealer or something. Yeah. And that, he was telling that story because I think, I don't know who, somebody made a documentary about him. Yeah. And he told that story in the documentary. And Tarantino and that actually used happened. it. Yeah. And Tarantino saw it. And you know it's the same because even the little details, like he was saying, we yeah. got a permanent mark or a pen or something and we drew a little dot on her chest where to actually stab the needle. Yeah. <sighs> it's just scary, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what does she does she take heroin instead of she cocaine? Snorts, she snorts heroin instead which of cocaine. You're not supposed to do. No, I mean I'm not a. You're supposed to inject it. I'm not a professional. Yeah, I think she thinks it's cocaine. Yeah, because it's a powder, and she, so she snorts it. Yeah. Oh, it's so scary. And she's just like. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Why do people take drugs? I don't. I really don't know. I really don't get it. I don't get the. Is, is it worth the risk? It really isn't, is it? Um, but that's yeah, that's certainly a scene that I always remember as well. I always think of. Can you do you know the Samuel Jackson sp- speech that monologue? I can get to. Uh, so it's uh, the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities. and the tyrannies of the righteous. That's as far as I can get. That's not bad. That's not bad. But it's not an actual quote from the Bible, annoyingly. Is it not? No, it's Ezekiel 25, 17 or something. Yeah. And I looked it up and it's... There are certain bits about it that are the same. But he did, but he's basically made it up. But he's, yeah, it's kind of just taken bits of it and made, made something up. Yeah, see, that's the problem. That's, that's, what, that's the problem with terrorists and stuff these days. This, these extremist religious yeah, views. Yeah, well, you just interpret because, it how you want it. Because that's what they do. You just make it fit what you want. Yeah. 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 If you've got a, something that you want to get across, then you're... Isn't that what Hitler did with the whole Jews? Pretty much. That's what any dictator's done. You read into in, it that the Jews were bad or something because they killed Jesus. <laughs> Even though Jesus was a Jew. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. But any extremist out there... Is is taking bits that they were. It's, it's like that whole thing of like you, you hear what you want to hear. Exactly, selective so, hearing. Selective hearing. Yeah, it's that whole. So like that of, doesn't fit my agenda, so I'm going to ignore that. But this mm. does. So I'm just going to focus on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone's got an agenda, and they're only going to use the things that help them out. Yeah, which is scary. It is scary think about it. Yeah, because you can never win. Yeah, because they're always it's it's that whole. It's basically, just you have two people who have an argument. No one's going to stand down. You know, yeah. that's never going to end well. No, is it? It's going to get violent. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. Um, have you got any trivia? I've got some great trivia. Oh, some great trivia this week. <clears throat> Uma Thurman. Yeah. She originally turned down the role of Mia Wallace. Oh. Quentin Tarantino was so desperate to have her play the part. That he read her the script over the phone to convince her to take it. So he read the whole script to her. Really? On the phone. 
Just that she what had Uma Thurman done before Pulp Fiction? Um, so Pulp Fiction was 94. Yeah. Not much. No, I didn't think so. Well, not I'd much that was, I can I'd say think it was Pulp of. Fiction was the film that... That's what I thought her. as well. So, I mean, the fact that someone's coming to you, Quentin Tarantino, who's already done Reservoir Dogs... Yeah. Is coming to you saying, "I want you." Were you really in a position at that point to to turn it down? First of all, and why would you turn Quentin Tarantino down? Yeah, but I mean, Reservoir Dogs didn't really do that well when it first came out. I know it was a cult film. So Tarantino wasn't a household name at that time. No, of course he wasn't. But at the same time, someone's coming to you and like. If you had a director or a writer coming to you and saying, look, these are the films that I've done before, or, hi, you know, my name's blah, blah, you'd at least look into them, wouldn't you? You'd look them up and oh, say, yeah. right, what have they done before? And you'd watch Reservoir Dogs. Maybe she didn't like Reservoir Dogs. How can you not like that film? Maybe she thought, oh, there's no women in it. Well, yeah, but he's he's giving her that opportunity, isn't he? Yeah, but she probably problem. thought, oh, well, there's no women in that one. He's saying there's women in this one. He obviously doesn't know how to write for women, so it's going to be a shit script yeah. for me. The part I'm playing is going to be crap. Mm. Don't want to do it. I'm not even going to read your script. So he thinks, oh, I'll phone her up and I'll read it to her down the phone. And well, did she just say yes straight away? She must have just said yes to say it, yeah, straight away. <laughs> I'd like to know if he did voices, like accents and stuff, for the characters. Yeah, like, Sandy! <laughs> <laughs> um... Speaking of John Travolta, yeah, uh, playing Vincent Vega, yeah, Daniel Day Lewis wanted that role. He actually wanted he it. He wanted it really, but Tarantino turned him down in favour of John Travolta. That's, I mean, because Daniel Day Lewis is what is Daniel Day Lewis won the Oscar more than any other actor, male um, actor, yeah, yeah, for a lead role, yeah, yeah, big success. I mean, at that time, he'd only done. Would he have done my left foot? Maybe, yeah. At that point, I think he might have done Last of the Mohicans as well. Yeah. And my beautiful laundrette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you. Yeah, he would have been good in that role, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis can play anything. I mean, he's a great actor, yeah, obviously. Yeah. He can do anything. But but I'm glad, in a way, that um, that John Travolta got the role, because otherwise you wouldn't have had John Travolta playing that kind of Yeah, it was almost like a, um, in, in any film. So you had, like, um, Matthew McConaughey did his little yeah. reconnaissance. Yeah. John Travolta had a similar sort of thing where he just sort of... Or, like... Uh, DiCaprio as well yeah they had that sort of moment where they did that one film that just took me in a completely different direction to what they'd done before yeah Travolta did the same thing yeah just put all that grease stuff behind him yeah and played someone completely different yeah it was good Saturday Night Fever and Grease and those kind of yeah because after that he just played the villain in pretty much everything yeah Face Off Broken Arrow Face off is such a good Taking film. a pen on one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the word fuck yeah. is used 265 times. Okay. 
but so as I was saying, uh, Goodfellas, yeah, had three hundred and twenty-one times, yeah, and that was about four years earlier. So unfortunately, they couldn't beat the record at that time. And that, how many? I mean, we were talking about Sweet Sixteen. How many times did they say the word "fucking Sweet 16? Do we know? I don't know because it was hard to understand because it was Glaswegian. <laughs> It was really odd. When we did it in film studies, we had to put subtitles, put subtitles on it. Put subtitles on it, yeah. You're like, oh, okay, that's what you're saying. It was easier to work out what was going on in City of God, which was a Brazilian film. Yeah. Then it was easier was to understand Brazilian than it is Glaswegian. It, yeah. Yeah. Difficult. Yeah. Difficult times. <laughs> um, so, we all know the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. When Vincent opens it. Yeah. And there's that sort of gold glow on his face. Mm. We never actually know what it is. It's got to be gold bars or something. Well, the most persistent theory as to what's in the briefcase is that it's Marcellus Wallace's soul. So, hear me out. The story goes that when the devil takes a person's soul, it's removed through the back of the head. And when we see the back of Marcellus's head, he has a plaster. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. On the precise spot indicated by tradition for soul removal. Right. So perhaps the theory is that he sold his soul to the devil and they're trying to get it back. And that would also explain why the combination to open the briefcase is 666. Uh, that's an interesting thought. Tarantino shot that down <laughs> straight away. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. And said, there's no real he hasn't confirmed what's in it he's just said well, it's whatever the audience wants to be in there yeah you interpret it as whatever you want it to well, be that's, whatever that's you think thing. would be a decent believable. film I mean that's that's what happens isn't it you get all these different interpretations whenever a film grips a lot of people you're always going to have different yeah it, it works on two fronts first it ignites a bit of conversation yeah and secondly if you choose what it is Half the people are going to say, oh, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. And the other half are going to go, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, Whereas if you don't say anything, everyone says, that's really good. Yeah. Because I think it's this, and someone says, no, I think it's this. Yeah. So, so you make it fit for you. When when singers write songs and people think the lyrics mean one thing exactly. or whatever. Yeah. It's like, no, you, you make it what you make want. Make it what you want, yeah. yeah. Although, if I was... Um, <laughs> We, we did it in film studies all the time. That was basically what film studies was. You had to put your own interpretation to yeah. what you saw on the screen. Mm. So there was no way of being wrong in, no, in really. that kind of thing. But you had to put your own... But you'd have... But I'd watch it. I'd watch a film and I'd think, oh, yeah, you could look at it that way, blah, blah, blah. And then half the time I'd watch it and just go, look, I don't think he meant anything by putting that plant on the fucking windowsill. I think it was just there. That pissed me off. Because they were saying... Oh, it means that it's showing it's, that it's life green. is... Yeah. It's green, and green is representative of hope, and there's hope out the window. It's a fucking And I'm plant. sitting there going, no, it's on the window, because it needs sun. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a fucking plant. Where else are you going to put it in? The fucking... Yeah, you can't oh. put it in a cupboard. Yeah. Fucking, you know... That, that annoyed me. That always annoys me. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're trying to read into things that aren't significant. Yeah. Now, why do you think they hired a Chinese guy for that role and a white guy for that role? Well, because he's he's playing a character called Michael Chang and he's playing a character called Vince Rames. Vince <laughs> Rames. 
right? So it doesn't matter, does it? No. Well, why do you think they used the camera to film this shot? Because if they used because if they didn't use it, we wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> no. if they used a leg timer. It wouldn't have worked. So and that's my trivia for Pulp Fiction. Very good trivia. Very good trivia. The last trivia of the series. As it well. is, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm afraid so. But, um, but you know, good, feel good free trivia. to go on the internet and find your own trivia. Yeah, of course. There's plenty out there. Don't have to rely on us all the time, you lazy bastards. Yeah, okay. Jesus. Sometimes Impressing we'll... your friends, telling them our yeah. trivia. Yeah. Oh, 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 did you know that it was used 265 times? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, okay. Uh, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. It's time for The Equal Sequel Wars. Okay. Okay. By the way, I've always sequels. wondered on the on the equal sequel wars, when when you listen to the podcast, yeah. when you play that bit, yeah. have you just recorded that and then put it on there? Or do you just go with what I what I do live? Have I you took out like, one of them. And then you I know just I put, put like that. an echo on it. Yeah, because I, I thought yeah. I, I was thinking I don't know how I've managed to get that echo. <laughs> yeah, I put the echo on. <laughs> I was thinking, how have I managed to do that with my voice? <laughs> so we're going to create a sequel to Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting because it doesn't exist. It doesn't, no. But we have to use four elements. Mm. Location, event, object, and a profession. Yep. Selected at random from an envelope. That's so if you like to pick a location. True. Yep, location. Here we go. Well, Pulp Fiction has several locations. A basement. A sex dungeon. <laughs> if it is... I don't, I don't remember not, quitting sex. I'm I don't not, know. I'm I've not going back down there. I've forgotten all the things that I've added. Tropical Island. Interesting, interesting. We've got an event. An event is... A photo shoot. Okay, Tropical Island, photo shoot, yeah. I'd like to pick an object. Okay. Baseball bat. Okay, that works. And a profession. Come on, Gimp. <laughs> a waitress. Right, okay. So, a baseball bat, tropical island, photo shoot, and a waitress. Pulp Fiction 2. Okay, Join. yeah. So, Pulp Fiction 2. Pulped Fiction. Ah, so, yeah, I like it. Okay. So, out of all the people that are still alive, <laughs> so Jules, yeah, is he's obviously retired from that life of crime. Yeah, he's been done with that. He had an epiphany. Yeah, a moment of clarity. <laughs> Did he know? Yeah. Okay. And he realised. He's always had a keen eye for pictures, photography. Mm. Yeah. So he thinks, I'll be a photographer. Right. Get my creative side out yeah. there. Have some sort of gallery where I can exhibit my pictures. Yeah. Maybe get exhibit to host the exhibit. <laughs> exhibit. After what did exhibit used to say on... Uh, on Pimp My Ride. On Pimp My Ride. He used to say something. He used to he used to pop, like, um, 
pick up your like you your shoulder. Yeah. You've Didn't just you been, say you've just been pimped. Oh yeah, you've just been pimped. You've just been yeah. pimped. You've just been pimped. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so does he say that? Does exhibit yeah. say yeah. you've just been exhibit, pimped? Exhibit, yeah. Okay. So, so he thinks, well, time to take some pictures. Yeah. And he's always been fascinated with tropical islands. Right. Because he likes the sort of the sun, the sea, the sand, the palm trees. Yeah. So he flies out to a tropical island. Okay. And he's taking pictures of the sort of landscape pictures of the area. And he notices. Uh, I'm trying to think of who's alive. I know who's alive. So he notices uh, Mia Wallace. Sun lounge, sunbathing, yeah, catching some rays. And he approaches her and he says, "Hey, how are you doing? It's been a while. We haven't seen each other. Mm. Could I take your picture?" Right. And she's like, "Yeah, sure. Take my picture." Okay. So he's taking a couple of snaps. Yeah. And all good. Goes yeah. away. And then he gets a phone call. Late that day, from Marcellus Wallace, Ooh. and he says, "So I heard that you were taking pictures of my wife." Ooh. And Jules was like, "Well, yeah, she said I could." Yeah. And Marcellus is saying, "Well, don't you know that you shouldn't take pictures of another man's wife?" Yeah. That's you know that's that's like a an unwritten rule. Well, yeah. Especially when she's sunbathing. Yeah. And she's half naked. You don't take pictures of another man's wife. You don't. You, you don't. You don't. You don't take pictures <laughs> of another man's wife. <laughs> Is he in there? <laughs> she was only 16. <laughs> Is Michael Caine in it? Michael Caine's, yeah, he's in a bar. Jules is in a bar. Michael Caine's down the bar. And Jules says to him, this guy, is having a guy with you for taking pictures of <laughs> You don't take pictures of another man's wife. Oh. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, is that all he does? That's all he does. <laughs> and then he leaves. <laughs> what a noble man. So, what, what a lovely guy. So, George is starting to shit himself now because he's thinking, oh crap, he's really pissed off. Marcellus yeah. is threatening to kill him. He wants the pictures. Yeah. He doesn't want them seen by anyone. So he wants him to come to his house mm. and hand over the, the film. Mm. So Jules is like, oh, yeah, maybe I should. Because I'm a bit worried now. So he goes over to the house mm. and Marcellus isn't there. Mia Wallace is there. She answers the door. And she says, oh, hey, I was expecting you. And he's like, right, I'm just here to drop off some film for Marcellus. He, you know, he didn't like the fact that I took pictures of you. So I was going to give him the film. Mm. And she's like, oh, don't worry about that. He's just, you know, being a dick. Mm. He's just jealous. Why don't we do a little photo shoot? Oh, this is, this is dangerous. Jules is like, I don't know if that's a good idea because yeah. he got pissed off last time. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. He's just being a prick. He's, you know, he's just doing his whole protective thing of me. Mm. He's, he's, he's a mouse, really. Mm. You get to know him. 
So Jules is like, well, I do know him. Yeah. And I've seen what he can do. Mm. And she's like, well, look, I really want some pictures that I can put up around the house. Yeah. Of me. Because <laughs> I'm very vain. <laughs> you you kind of get that impression. Yeah. Um, and I'll pay you. You know, I'll give you, I'll pay you a good amount of money. And Jules is like, well... I'm sort of skint right now. I've gone through most of my money. Mm. I'm thinking of flying out tomorrow, but if you pay me, maybe I could stick around for a few more days. Mm. And she's like, don't worry, he'll never know that it was you. If, if he asked where the pictures came from, I'll say it was some other photographer. Mm-hmm. So he thinks, okay, let's do this. So they're going around the house taking pictures. It's all going fine mm. till Marcellus arrives home. Right. So, like, oh shit. Got to get out of here. So she sort of hurries him out the back door. He scrams out the back door. And Marcellus knows something's up. There's yeah. lights up. Like you, photography what's she, what's lights. she wearing as well? She was wearing like a sort of dress. Right, okay. And he's like, why are you all dressed up? You know, there's photography lights around. Yeah. What's going on? Is someone taking pictures of you? You don't take <laughs> pictures of another man's wife. Yeah. So she's saying, no, no, no. I was just going to take some selfies and I just thought I'd get some decent lighting in here. Right. He doesn't believe her. Yeah. And he sees the back door open and he thinks someone's left out the back door so he runs out the back door. Sees someone in the distance running away. Mm. So he chases after him. Pulls out a gun. Starts firing shots at him. Jules is thinking, shit, he's really pissed off now. He's fucking trying to kill me. Mm. Sees a car in the distance. Stops the car. It's a waitress driving it. Right. She's on her way to work. Okay. He says, please get me out of here right now. This guy's chasing me. He's trying to kill me. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 I don't want you in my car. He might try and kill me. Yeah. So then they hear the gunfire, rear window smashes. She freaks out. George just opens the door, gets in. She slams on the accelerator and they drive off. Right. So the waitress wants to know what's going on. Mm. And Jules says, well, I'll take pictures of another man's wife. <laughs> so she says, you don't take pictures of another man's wife. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I've kind of learnt that now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she takes him home. Luckily, he got paid before he left. So he already had some of the money. Right. So he thinks, oh, I'll stick around for a few more days. Why would you stick around? Get a few more pictures. <laughs> what an idiot. Why would you stick well, around? You want to get the fuck out of there, look a bit too suspicious, though. No, he doesn't. Marcellus doesn't know that it's him yet. So he's thinking, well... I th- I'm sure we'd put two I and just, two together. And if I just stay, keep a low profile... He's already told you not to take pictures of his wife. <laughs> Next thing, there's a fucking photo shoot going on in his house. I'm pretty sure we'd put two and two together and think, oh, I think it's probably... He's a slow thinker. He's a slow thinker. Right. He thinks if I just keep a low profile, I just want to get a few more pictures. Because mm. I don't feel like I've got enough in my portfolio mm. to have a proper exhibition. Exhibit likes a lot <laughs> in his exhibitions. Yeah. You know, he wants at least 50 to 100 pieces. Before he pimps before you. Before he pimps you. <laughs> so, and I don't want to piss off Exhibit. No one wants to piss Exhibit off. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. So he sticks around mm. for another day gets a few more pictures mm. 
And when he gets back to his house, his little chalet sort of area, he finds Marcellus Wallace sitting there waiting for him. And he says to him, well, you would take a picture of my wife again, won't you? And Jules was like, no, 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 that, was, that wasn't me. You know, you told me not to after the first time and I was going to give you the film mm. and I gave it to her mm. and then I left, you know, mm. I got out of there. And he's like, well, someone took pictures of her. I want to know who it was. You're going to find out who it was. Or I'm going to kill you. So then Marcellus So it's sleeps. like Matt Damon in The Departed. He's got to find himself. No, he's got to find himself. Right. So they're thinking, shit, now I've got to find a patsy to take the rap. Mm. So he goes to the local bar and Michael Caine's there. <laughs> I thought you said that was all Michael Caine did. Yeah, but he's there again. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so he starts talking to Michael Caine. Yeah. And he, uh, he says to him that, I was the guy who took a picture of... I was the of... guy that took a picture of the man's wife. And Michael Caine says... <laughs> he did not take pictures of another man's wife. So he says, yeah, well, I've learned that lesson now. So I almost died because of it. Yeah. So he, he says to Michael Caine, look, why don't you tell him it was you? And he's like, I don't know. Why would Michael Caine say that? I'm not admit that. He's like, look, I'll pay you if you do it. He's not going to hurt you. He's just going to have a go at you. He's probably going to want some film that you took pictures of her, so I'll give you this film. You mm. say that that's the film that you used, and I'll give you, like, say, 10 grand. Mm. Michael Caine's a bit strapped for cash anyway at this point. Right. He wants to get out of this fucking island, but he's got no money. He's a ticket. Right. So he thinks, all right, I'll tell him it was me. I'll give him the film, and I'm out of there. And then I'm out of this, well, off this pr- island. That's a pretty stupid thing for Michael Caine to do, isn't it? But then Michael Caine... If that was you... He's not that stupid. Oh, OK. He's not that stupid. Oh, right, OK. Because Jules has told him everything that he's done. Right. So Michael Caine says, all right, give me the money. So Jules hands over the money. Michael Caine pulls out a baseball bat and smacks Jules over the head. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Right. And then he drives over to Marcellus Wallace's house. Talks to Marcellus. What Michael Caine does. Talks to Marcellus. Yeah. And says. So he's arrived at this house with yeah. Jules, unconscious. Right. Talking to Marcellus. Yeah. Says to him, look, I know you're looking for the guy that took pictures of your wife. Mm. This is him. He looks down his desk says, no, no, no. He said it wasn't him. He says he told me that it was him and he wanted me to say it was me to admit to it mm. but it's him and I brought him to you because there's one thing one rule that I live by you do not take pictures of another man's wife <laughs> and so he hands over Jules right. Marcellus beats the shit out of Jules okay tells him to fuck off of the island yeah. get back home oh so he doesn't kill him no I just beats the shit out of him Right. Sends it home. Jules gets back and uh, breaks the news to exhibit that he's got no pictures. Right. And there'll be no exhibition. Right. Exhibit gets upset. Oh, that's a shame. So I'll see if they want to do another series of Pimp My Ride. <laughs> and then that's... And then that's the end. Yeah. That's the end. 
Nice. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> just, I'd watch it just for Michael Caine. <laughs> for <Kane>. Michael Caine. <laughs> you do not. Take pictures. Take pictures. She was a, she was a wife. She, she was his wife. She had a ring on her finger. She was only his wife. She had a fucking ring on her finger. You do not, you don't, and, and you don't, and you don't do. You don't do the broken voice, <laughs> way. Right, okay. So, baseball bat, tropical island, waitress, photo shoot, Pulp Fiction 2, Pulp Fiction 2, more pulp than you could ever imagine. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, starts with Bruce Willis. <clears throat> Bruce is on the run. Yeah, still. Still. Okay. He um, has a baseball bat on him yeah. as his protection. Yeah. That's He calls it his insurance policy. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, he, he drives around on his motorbike that he's got. Okay. Okay. And he sees Ving Rhames. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, coming out of a bar. And he's like, oh, I don't know whether to stop or not. Because... Last time I saw him, I mean, he's pretty cool with me because of what I'd done for him. However, at the same time, he was trying to kill me before that. Mm. Are we cool or are we not cool? Yeah, it's a bit tenacious there. Yeah. Do I... What do I do? Like that. So he thinks to himself, well, no, no, I won't won't bother stopping because what's the point? What what am I stopping for, really? You know, what's the point? But then Rames sees it's him on his bike obviously slowing down near him yeah but then driving off so Vin Rames is then thinking why didn't he stop why didn't he stop why didn't he stop why did he slow down where's the stop and chat yeah why did he why did he slow down like what's going on yeah so Vin Rames is thinking there's something's dodgy Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go after him yeah. So then Rames goes to jump on his bike and obviously, ouch, still sore. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my donut? So he, he goes back and gets his donut, sticks that on the uh, on the on the saddle, uh, gets on the bike, goes after him. So there's a bit of a bike chase. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, going on for the. Bruce Willis then realizes, oh fuck! I'm I'm glad I didn't stop because this guy clearly is still after me. Yeah. And Ving Rhames is still thinking, you fucking bastard! You were going to kill me or something? Where yeah, stuff like that. Clearly, been you know just a it's a misunderstanding. Misunderstanding here. Yeah. Okay. So Bruce Willis manages to get into into this little uh, kind of abandoned warehouse type place. Mm. Um, and he he runs and hides somewhere. Thing Rames comes in after him. Yeah. Um, and he goes right. I know you're in there. I'm calling for backup. So he he phones phones up some guys to come over. Yeah. So Bruce Willis is like panicking now. He's like, oh fuck. Right. He's called, he's called some guys. Like, where the fuck do I go? What do I do? So thinks to himself, right. There's, there's only one person that I really trust and that's the girl that I was with mm. before. Yeah. Um, I know she's a waitress so she might be able to to maybe 
call some of the locals to come and help me if I explain what's happening. Okay. You know, just like this is clearly like I, I haven't done anything wrong. I was just minding my own business on my bike when these guys have just they're chasing me and I'm now in a warehouse somewhere. If I if I like te- like call her and see whether she can help, she can get so, together a gang. Yeah, a posse. So, yeah. So he calls he calls her and she says, "Yeah, I'm at work at the moment. What do you want?" And he's like explains it and she's like freaking out a bit. It's like, look, I I don't know what to do. Um, would you be able to get some guys together? She she then says, Well, I don't really know any like gangsters or criminals or anything. Like, what am I gonna do like that? And so yeah. he says, Just look, just ask anyone, anyone who could come and just like the more the better. Because obviously, you know, defending in numbers is better. Yeah. You know? So she tells the locals that are in there. And Tim Roth is in there. Okay. Okay. And uh-huh. he he turns around and he says, says, right, I'll do this, but I'm going to be back in a minute because I want the loot in here. <laughs> so that's, I was going to rob the place, but I so does my first. So does my partner. She wants it as well. Yeah. So if we do this for you, you promise to give us the loot. Okay. okay. So she goes, okay, all right, okay, whatever, whatever it takes. Yeah. Just go and help. Right. So Tim Roth and his partner... So it's just the two of them then? No, no. They grab a c- couple of other people from the bar. Okay. One of which is Samuel Jackson. Right. Okay. The other one is um, is just a normal, just a just a regular guy. Right. Okay, in there. So the four of them go to this warehouse. Um, and while they're in the car driving... Um, Sam, uh, Samuel Jackson asks Tim Roth what the why there's a picture of a tropical island in his car yeah. and he's like oh that's a postcard that I was sent um, from a, a friend um, and he's like who's your friend and stuff and he just gets talking with him about that and he says oh well he's he's a photographer um, okay. does a lot of photo shoots for me and stuff and he says what's his name and he says um Oh, his his name is um, is Jesus, um, and, and he's uh, he's basically the greatest photographer of all time. Um, and then he's like Jesus what? He says um, Jesus Christianos, and uh, and Samuel Jackson knew Jesus Christianos. They were in a gang together right. back in the day. Yeah. And he knows that anyone who um, who mentions that name is affiliated with this um, other gang, this rival gang. Okay. That used to be a, used to be at war loggerheads with. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he knows that Jesus Christianos is dead, and the only person who would have known his name would have been one of the people from this gang who would have killed him. Yeah. It was a group. He was. He was basically uh, gang assaulted. And he was taken to a shop, into the basement of a shop. Right. And uh, and he was raped. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I so which shop it was? Yeah. So Samuel Jackson um, obviously thinks about this in his head, and mm. he's like, "Okay." And, uh, anyway, they get to the um, warehouse. Big shootout. Um, big photo shootout. Yeah. Yeah, because they're using cameras, because they don't have guns on them. Right. So they're using so they're because just Tim Roth and his partner, 
Tim Tim Roth and his partner had fake guns. Yeah. Because they were just like they were blagging it. Yeah. So they the only way that they could do it was by trying to blind them with cameras, like yeah. flash cameras, right? Because they were like, we ain't got any weapons. So they're they're literally taking photo shoot shooting these guys. Yeah. Guns are going off all all over the place. The guys can't see anything, so they're just shit firing guns all over the place. While all this is going on, um, Samuel Jackson actually does have a gun, obviously, yeah. and decides to shoot Tim Roth, kill him, okay. kills the partner, yeah. and kills this other guy as well at the same time. Um, the other guy was just unlucky, he got into the shot, he, you know, into the line of fire. Right. So he was unlucky, but Samuel Jackson kills Tim Roth and the other girl. He also kills the rest of this other gang, Ving Rames and the rest of them. Oh, he kills them all. Kills them all. Yeah. Bruce Willis is saved. Yeah. But he then realises who Bruce Willis is and says, I I remember you from somewhere. Where have I seen you before? Mm. Um, and he goes, oh, um, it might have been when you walked into that, <laughs> that building and uh, I killed your friend. <laughs> so then Samuel Jackson goes to... <laughs> kill Bruce Willis his gun jams Bruce right. Willis runs at Samuel Jackson getting a tussle and everything yeah. um, and he man- there's some chains and Bruce Willis manages to get the chains around Samuel Jackson's neck <laughs> and he rings it up and he pushes him against the wall yeah. he then calls um, his friend Al uh, to come and pick him up yeah. so Al like they get him into the car they're driving off um, and they get back to the motel where his his girlfriend's finished work, so she goes back to the motel. And they get there and then embrace, have a have a hug, kissing, uh, chummy hug. Yeah, chummy hug. And then um, out of nowhere, um, there's screams, and Samuel Jackson is all fucked up, but he's coming like with a gun, and he goes to go and shoot Bruce Willis, and then Al shoots him right. dead. Yeah, and then. Bruce Willis then looks at Al, puts the gun, his, loads his gun down, and then the film just kind of finishes. Does it start snowing? It doesn't know. <laughs> and that is uh, Rush Hour. Uh, Rush Hour. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. That is Pulp Fiction. It's Rush Hour 4. That is, oh. <laughs> that is Pulp Completely Fiction. Completely out of the blue. That's man. Pulp Fiction 2. Uh, this, time, Rush this time it's even more pulp. I've decided to call it. This time it's even more pulp. Um, and clearly very, very fictitious. Very. Very fictitious. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, so, best song from Pulp Fiction. Quentin Tarantino's always brilliant at um, picking um, fantasy music. Well, we know Quentin Tarantino works his music... Well, he works his, his films and his scenes around songs, mm. which I think is a really good way of doing it. Uh, Son of a Preacher Man. Son of a Preacher Man is good. good. Um um, You'll be a woman soon. Yeah, that's good. Um, Obviously, the Pulp Fiction theme at the y- beginning. Yes, stands out. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, that's got to be the one that we play. It's got to be in it. Yeah, you can't really. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you never can tell. Yeah, the song they dance to. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one as well. But yeah, you're right. I think we've we'll played ourselves out on that. Yeah, we will be back in well, probably about a week's time. Probably a week or a couple of weeks. Yeah, 
with a Christmas special. A Christmas special. Are we going to tell them what would you, should we tell them now? What's what's going to happen? Uh, well, I think maybe no, we, just just in case we change it. Change it. Well, just in case we come up with something different. Or something. Oh, I suppose we could. We'll keep, leave it a surprise. Okay, let's do that. Then. Yeah. All right. Okay, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, or maybe even next week, depending on when we feel like. Yeah. Putting this out there. Yeah, it depends but how close it is to Christmas. It'll definitely be before Christmas. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, I never like it when they put Christmas things on after you Christmas. Hate that. <laughs> I hate that when they do that. It's like, it doesn't work. It's like, no, I'm over that now. Yeah. Put something on, on Boxing Day or. A couple of weeks ago, Home Alone was on TV. I oh, know, it's ridiculous. Like, why? But they never put they never put Home Alone on at Christmas. No. On TV. They don't. They stick it I on, have to like, watch it on like, DVD because it's annoying. Like, you put it on. Yeah. It's like, oh no, we're not going to put it on at Christmas because we put it on five times throughout the year already. Yeah. Like, oh, idiots. Nice one. Unbelievable. Anyway, we'll be back with that. We'll, yes. uh, <laughs> we'll play you out now with uh, the, the Pulp Fiction. Yeah. See you later.